0: I want to welcome you to day two of our look through 1 Corinthians 2. We're going to focus on verses six to nine today. And this week, this chapter, Paul is answering for us the question what does God's wisdom look like in the everyday life of a believer? Yesterday, we talked about the fact that it looks simple, it looks personal, it looks powerful as the Holy Spirit works through your life. It doesn't always feel powerful, but it looks powerful as He does things that you could not do on your own. That's how His wisdom looks. Today, Today, we're going to see that God's wisdom looks to us in our everyday life, it looks like a choice. That's how it looks in my own mind. That's how it looks as you and I wrestle with it in our own lives. It looks like a choice, a choice between two different values. Listen to what Paul had to say in verses six to nine. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we speak of God's secret wisdom, a wisdom that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived, but God has prepared for those who love him. That is in one sense what wisdom looks like. Paul says that as we look for wisdom, we need to look at unexpected places as he compares two basic ways of looking at life. He talks about the wisdom of this world, and he talks about the wisdom of God. He talks about the rulers of this age, and he talks about the actions of God in our lives. And so let's, you and I, look at these two different ways of looking at life, these two different values. First, the wisdom of this world. The wisdom of this world, by the way, it looks so solid. It looks so dependable. From big business to higher education to big government, it seems like those are the places to invest our energy in order to accomplish change, in order to see things happening. Finances, education, organization, big things in this world, government. The wisdom of this world looks very powerful. But Paul reminds us here that it misses the point and it's not going to last. Look at the truth about what looks so powerful, so valuable in this world the financial institutions, the big governments. Paul says the world's wisdom is passing away. They're coming to nothing, he says. Any changes that might be worked through this world, the wisdom of this world, they're only temporary because it's passing away. And he also says this world's wisdom is without understanding. It looks so powerful but it did not even understand why Jesus came. In verse eight, none of the rulers of this age understood it for if they had, they wouldn't have crucified Jesus. If you need proof that this world does not get it, the values of this world are off, look at what they did to Jesus, the only perfect person who ever walked this earth, God in human flesh, and they crucified him. And it's easy for you and I to blame others and think of how we would have done it differently, but the truth of the matter is, in any age, we would not have gotten it. Even the disciples of Jesus, they didn't crucify him, but they ran away from him because they didn't expect him to work in power. All but John were not there that day that he was crucified. So you look at the truth, the wisdom of this world, it looks so solid, so dependable. But as you choose, as I choose to go after the things that make me feel smart, or if I chase after money because it makes me feel powerful, now I'm not saying God can't use money in your life. He can. He can use it for good. But if I chase after it because it makes me feel powerful, it's not going to last. And all of those human institutions, they're built on selfishness. They're built on a lack of understanding of what's really true, what's really real. That's the wisdom of this world. And I can choose that. I can choose to chase after that all day long, every day, or I can make a different choice. I can choose to chase after the wisdom of God. And as Paul talks about the wisdom of God here, he uses some words, especially at the beginning, that help us to realize it is not so obvious as the wisdom of this world is something to chase after. What obviously looks powerful in this world is not. What can easily be hidden in this world is most powerful. Paul says this wisdom from God, it was a mystery. It's a mystery that looks impossible until it's revealed by God in your life. The mystery of Jesus coming into this world and giving his life for us. In fact, Paul says it is a hidden wisdom. The wisdom that God has, it looks almost insignificant because it begins in the heart. Jesus talked about this in his parables. He talks about the mustard seed, the small seed of faith. He talks about the seed that's planted that becomes a huge tree. It's the kingdom of God, a symbol of the kingdom of God. All the things that seem less obvious to us in this world, all of those things that God is doing in the world, those are the things that are going to last. And so Paul says don't get caught up in things that seem like they're going to last, that seem to others like they're powerful, the popular thing. Get caught up instead in the mystery, in the hidden thing. But he also uses another word as he talks about this wisdom from God. He says get caught up in what God has destined God has destined this, he says, for our glory before time began. How does God's wisdom look? It looks like that's what's going to last. It looks permanent. Those things that look so impressive in this world, you know, you've seen them. The things that are advertised, the things that people buy, they just last for a short amount of time. They're here today. They're gone tomorrow. The wisdom of God, before time began, he planned that you would come to know him through Jesus Christ. And after time in this world has ended, you're going to be spending eternity with him in that relationship with him. It's destined, he says. It looks old, but it is brand new. It is planned from the beginning, but it is fresh every day in our lives. That's what destiny is all about. It's something that's been from the very beginning, but it also is renewed in our lives every single day. That is the truth of God's wisdom. Now Paul as he talks about this wisdom from God and this choice we have to make and what am I going to choose today because if you're honest with yourself there are some days when you chase after the things of this world You think, if I could only become more popular with that crowd, if I only could get that person's approval, if I could only somehow make a little bit more money or could get some corner office or at least move one cubicle up in my office, if I could only get that title, if I could only do this, I'd feel better about myself, i feel better about life, I'd feel like God was more at work in my life. We can get so fooled by the values of this world. So what keeps us from following that road? Because we're all tempted that way. In verse 9, Paul tells us, he tells us that the quality of life that helps you to choose God's wisdom above the world's wisdom, God's values above the world's values, is the quality of hope. In verse 9, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. You live with hope and you look forward to hope. Hope is beyond, he says, It's beyond our human vision. It's outside the range, he says, of our human ears. It is above the thoughts of our human hearts. It's hope that only God can give based on his word. It is the hope of eternity, yes, what's going to happen after you die. But that is not all he's talking about here. He's talking also about the hope of everyday life, the hope of God's presence in your life, the hope of knowing that no matter what happens, you are serving a God whose promises are going to come true in your life. The hope of hanging on to your relationship with Him through any difficulty in your life. It is a hope that you can't see or hear or even put a mental finger on. Yet it is a hope that through the Spirit of God in your life, through the love of Jesus in your life, through the power of the Father in your life, it is a hope that you can know with assurance. It's a hope that's greater than your sight. It's a hope that's greater than you're hearing. It's a hope that's greater than even your thoughts, more powerful than even those things. It is a kind of hope that builds a lasting foundation for your life. We've all heard this phrase, it's too good to be true. And sometimes we think that about hope. If we're wishing for something, something's not gonna happen. It is too good to be true many times. But here Paul is saying, it is too true to not see this hope that God has for us in everyday life, this hope that God has for you right now. So the question I have for you, the question I have for me is, what choice am I going to make today? It's it's not the choice I made yesterday that we're thinking about. It's not the choice I might make next week. What choice am I going to make today when it comes to the values, the values of this world or the values of God? Let's pray together. And Jesus, we pray for spirit-powered strength to choose you, to choose your wisdom to choose your values. What does your wisdom look like? It looks like choosing you instead of finances, instead of popularity, instead of some title, instead of some power that I might have over people. Lord, that's an empty chase. Lord, today we want to choose you. We want to choose your wisdom, your power in our lives. So we ask that you help us to see things through the eyes of hope. The hope that you want to give us now that extends all the way into eternity. And let that hope give us the confidence that we need to choose your values today. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Tomorrow we're gonna look at verses 10 to 12 and the power to experience God's wisdom.